Let's open Scripture together uh, to the book of Exodus in the first place, and then we'll turn to Leviticus 24. We're going to read from Exodus 25 in your pew Bible, page 83. And you might recall that we, last time we celebrated the Lord's Supper, we dealt with another furnishing in the tabernacle. We dealt with the laver in the outer court. So as we celebrate the supper today, we're going to take a look at the, the next piece of furniture that you would meet coming into the tabernacle. That's the table of the showbread or the, the bread of the presence. We'll read about that in Exodus 25, verses 23 through 30. The Lord commands this, You shall make a table of acacia wood. Two cubits shall be its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. You shall overlay it with pure gold and make a molding of gold around it. And you shall make a rim around it, a handbreadth wide, and a molding of gold around the rim. And you shall make for it four rings of gold and fasten the rings to the four corners at its four legs. Close to the frame, the rings shall lie as holders for the poles to carry the table. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold, and the table shall be carried with these. And you shall make its plates and dishes for incense and its flagons and bowls with which to pour drink offerings. You shall make them of pure gold, and you shall set the bread of the presence on the table before me regularly." Now we turn to Leviticus 24, where the Lord gives us some more instructions about this table and the bread. 24, verses 1 through 9. He starts with the lamps, the golden lamp stand. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from beaten olives for the lamp that a light may be kept burning regularly. Outside the veil of the testimony in the tent of meeting, Aaron shall arrange it from evening to morning before the Lord regularly. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. He shall arrange the lamps on the lampstand of pure gold before the Lord regularly. You shall take fine flour and bake twelve loaves from it. Two-tenths of an ephah shall be in each loaf. And you shall set them in two piles, six in a pile, on the table of pure gold before the Lord. And you shall put pure frankincense on each pile, that it may go with the bread as a memorial portion, as a food offering to the Lord. Every Sabbath day Aaron shall arrange it before the Lord regularly. It is from the people of Israel as a covenant forever. And it shall be for Aaron and his sons, and they shall eat it in a holy place since it is for him a most holy portion out of the Lord's food offerings, a perpetual due. That's as far as we'll read this morning. The particular verse I'd like to focus on this morning comes from Exodus chapter 25, verse 30. 
where the Lord gives the command, and you shall set the bread of the presence on the table before me regularly. Well, brothers and sisters, in our Lord Jesus Christ, with great gratitude to God, we may once again prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper. As you know, the Lord's Supper commemorates the saving work of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, in preparing to eat and drink together in remembrance of Him, we're going to return to our ongoing look at the shadows of the tabernacle and ask, what do these shadows teach us about Christ and His work? You might remember going back to last October when we had our last celebration and September before that, we saw on those occasions the shadow of Christ in the bronze altar, the altar of burnt offering it sometimes is called, and then we saw the shadow of Christ in the bronze basin. Those are the first two pieces of furniture you would see, you would encounter as you, as you walk toward the tabernacle door, so th those two pieces are in the outer courtyard. Well, this morning we're going to take our first look inside the tabernacle proper. We're going to pretend that we are a priest, a son of Aaron, who parts that curtain and steps inside the holy place. So you, you know, I think, that there's two chambers in the tabernacle. There's the holy place, and then behind that is the most holy place where the ark is. Only the high priest could go in there and him only once per year. But in the holy place, the priests went in and out of there regularly, daily. So if we were a priest, one of the first things we would see when we parted that curtain is this rectangular table of, of sparkling gold off to our right. And on this table is sitting 12 loaves of bread, what our text calls the bread of the presence. Well, we wonder, what kind of bread is that exactly? And what is the gospel message of this table with its bread? What is this all about? Well, I hope to explain it to you as I bring you the Word of God under this theme, eat the bread of the presence and be refreshed in your soul. Eat the bread of the presence and be refreshed in your soul. Well, to understand this table and its bread, you have to remember that the tabernacle is God's dwelling place. It's God's house here on the earth. Now, of course, we know that God is so great that all the heavens can't contain Him, and He dwells in glory above with all the angels surrounding Him, but it's also pleased the Lord to establish a dwelling place on the earth, and the tabernacle is it, at least in those days. You might remember back in Eden, God had lived on the earth in Eden, and He would walk in the garden with the creatures He made with Adam and Eve. But that was, that was broken off because of our sin. But in, in establishing the tabernacle in the days of Moses, God was reestablishing His dwelling place on the earth. He was, he was giving a focal point where His people could come and meet with Him. So the tabernacle is like a little piece of heaven on earth, a place with reminders of Eden, 
with symbols of heaven, with pictures of, of God's grace toward His people. You can see that in this table that we're looking at just by its appearance. It's gleaming with gold. Outside the tabernacle proper in that courtyard, the courtyard represents the earth, there you find not gold but bronze, bronze altar, a bronze basin or laver, common materials. But in the holy place, when we enter into the realm of heaven, symbolically then, everything's got to be precious. Everything's got to be golden. It's got to reflect the presence of the Almighty. The golden table. There's also the golden lampstand, and there's the, the golden altar of incense. Even the, the colors of the curtain and the materials of the curtain, the curtains forming the wall of that holy place, they were made of royal colors, the blue and purple and scarlet yarn, very special material that was only found in royalty and in, in palaces. And on those curtains were embroidered cherubim, well, that's all reflective of heaven, isn't it? Because in heaven proper, God dwells surrounded by thousands of cherubim and seraphim and other angels. And in the tabernacle, there's a, a symbolic reminder of that. As you enter into that first room of the tabernacle, you are entering into the presence of, you're entering into the home of Yahweh the Lord. So, you have to think of the tabernacle, brothers and sisters, really like a home, like, like your home, my home. This is God's home. In every one of our homes, we can find a light, many lights. We can find a table, often a couple. Basic things we need not only for ourselves, but also to invite others in, to show hospitality to them. You invite someone in to sit at your table. You have a light on so you can see each other and can converse when it gets dark. Well, similarly, God has a light on in His house. The golden lampstand was burning 24 hours a day. We read that in Leviticus 24. That's what's meant by regularly. It's always on. It has to be always trimmed evening and morning. And in addition to this light, God has a table in His house the golden table, and it's loaded with food. The Lord commands that in our text, you shall set the bread of the presence on the table before me regularly. Well, literally, it says always, at all times, that bread has to be on the table. This is God. This is God's home. He's hospitable. 24-7, He's got the light on for us. 24-7, He's got the, the cupboard stocked with food for us. Come on in, the Lord is saying. You're invited. The people of Israel, represented by the priests, were invited to come inside God's dwelling place. That's the, the standing symbolism of the tabernacle with its glowing light and its table full of food. Come on in. A table full of food, 12 loaves to be precise. As we read in Leviticus 24, the Israelites were to bring the supplies for those loaves. They were also to bring the supplies for the oil of the lampstand. 
And the ingredients of the, uh, the bread amounted to, to quite a, a bit. These were not small loaves of bread. These weren't the, the little cutesy loaves you can pick up at the bakery. No, each of these loaves contained about four and a half liters of flour, around 18 cups. Well, you put 18 cups of flour into a bowl and work it through with all the rest of the ingredients, you get quite a big loaf. And even if it was unleavened bread, which probably it was, it doesn't say for sure, but even so, it would have been large and thick, each one of those loaves. In other words, God is saying here, there's got to be lots of food in my house. Generous amounts, copious amounts for all of God's people. All 12 tribes are represented there with those 12 loaves. There's got to be plenty for everyone. God gives this bread a special name. He says this is the bread of the presence. That's a translation of a Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is literally the word face. Bread of the face. Well, we want to ask, whose face? It can only be God's face. This was God's house, His dwelling place. He was the one enthroned on the ark on just the other side of that second curtain. So this bread, it stood before the face of the Lord day and night continually. That word for face, it's the same word we hear back in the, the benediction at the end of the service. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you. Now we know God doesn't have a body and God doesn't have a head with a face per se. God is spirit. But the Lord uses this as an expression to refer to His kindly presence, to His, His favorable outlook toward us. So when God commands that this bread be set before His face every moment of every day, that was God's way of saying, I'm going to bless the work of your hands, Israel, my people. I'm going to bless it continually so that you will have bread continually. I'm going to constantly shine down upon the land. I'm going to shine my face upon my people so that the crops will grow. You can bake your bread. You can make your meals. You're going to have plenty. I will look after you. This table with its bread was a a constant proclamation of good news to the people. I am the Lord who sustains you. I am the Lord who provides for you. We sang it from Psalm 78. I'll give you the bread of angels if you need it. That's the manna. I'll give you so much more as you require and even more abundant than you need. I love you. As you serve me, I'm going to lay out my blessing over you so that you will lack for nothing, so that you can live happily in my presence. All of that is in the bread on that golden table. Can you start to see the shadow of the Lord Jesus in that bread? For on what basis could the almighty, sinless, holy God give blessing and receive into His presence Sinful people like the Israelites or sinful people like us. How can God 
not lash out in punishment towards sinners like us unless that sin is removed, unless that sin has been punished in someone else. And that someone else is Jesus Christ. He is, as He calls Himself, the bread of life, isn't He? He gave Himself as a sacrifice for our sin and by so doing has removed our punishment. He opens the door into God's dwelling place. He opens the windows of the heavens so that God's blessings will pour over us. It's Jesus who has brought us from death to life and into true fellowship with our Creator again. It's the Lord Jesus and only Him who has enabled us to be welcomed into the presence of our Father above to behold His face in peace and joy again as it was in the, begun, in the beginning. Jesus really is the bread of God's presence. He came down from God's presence as God's Son to give Himself as food for our hungry souls, to give us rest for our troubled hearts. I wondered if you noticed that element coming out too. Rest. Because it's associated, these loaves of bread, they're associated with a particular day of the week. These 12 loaves, they had to be replaced with 12 fresh loaves once per week so that there was never a moment when God's face didn't shine down upon the bread. And the time of the replacement, the day of the replacement was the Sabbath day. That was the day Israel had to particularly remember that they had been slaves in Egypt and that the Lord had set them free by His power and grace. That was the day they had to rest from their labors, put their trust in God that He would provide for their daily need and spiritual need. On that day, the bread of the presence would come fresh out of the oven, as it were, and go into the tabernacle to be, to be uh, there before the Lord, and the old bread would be eaten by the representatives of the people. This is the covenant Lord saying, I will look after all of your needs, both physical and spiritual. My people, I will give you the, the time, the quiet time you need, the quiet place you need to find your rest in me. Can you see then, brothers and sisters, that what we have here in our Lord's Supper table is truly a banquet? It's richer than anything the Israelites could have experienced. In the tabernacle, only the priests could come into the holy table and, or the holy place to approach God's table. But now, all of God's people, we're all priests. We all can, as it were, come to the table and receive the bread of life. All who confess their faith in Christ Jesus are welcome to eat of the bread and drink of the wine. And the bread we, hear, we eat here, it's not a, a shadow of things yet to come. It's a remembrance of things that have come. The Lord Jesus has come and given His life, shed His blood. A Savior broken on the tree so that we might be healed and made whole. This bread 
is the bread of life because this bread represents Christ. This is my body. This is my blood, he said. Jesus really is the fulfillment of the bread of the presence. He's the only one who ever came from God's presence to be an eternal blessing for God's people so that you and I might one day go to be with God and live before His face, live in His presence, in glory. So come and eat, brothers and sisters, in faith. Eat the bread of the presence and let your soul find rest in Christ. Amen.